What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Adjusting the Life. It's your host, the Marcus Caradine, with the crew, with the squad, with the boys. And we're here with another episode that is going to, you know, it's going to motivate the heck out of everyone here. I just want to start off basically by asking, you know, how's the guys' days been in weeks? Because it's been long and hard. So how's your day been on, um, Danny? My day's been good. Um, you know, coming back from Thanksgiving break. So it's, um, you know, it's a little tough getting back into the groove of things because, you know, we had a few days off, got to eat, got to relax. Um, but now we're going full swing in the finals week. So, you know, it's just, it's our last game of the season. We're getting ready to finish the season off. You know, got to finish off strong, finish top of the, you know, top of the leaderboards, right? How about you, uh, Ken? How you doing? You know, like you said, Thanksgiving was uh, a tease in uh, that sense. Now we got to get back on our high horses and uh, really grind up for these last couple uh, weeks, you know, to finish off strong. How about you, Jan? Yeah, my day was good until I saw Danny this morning. But <laughs> nah, on a real note, it's, it's good. Uh, you know, it's stressful. I've been getting some migrants and things, but it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. We're almost done. What about you, uh, my guy? Yes, yes. I am just with the rest of y'all. I'm ready for I'm ready for the nice Christmas break. Um, I've had a couple of lab uh, lab practicals this last week and just get ready, getting ready for the, the rest of the finals. What about you? Appreciate y'all asking about how my day has been. My day, uh, my day and week has been uh, pretty stressful, to say the least, but it's been it's been going pretty good. Um, you know, how my days go has been it's it's always pretty busy. Go to class as soon as I get out of class. Go you know get get my hundred catches a day. Uh, then I you know also also trying to run routes and stuff in between and study. So it's kind of you know it's just it's just a busy week in general. But I just wanted to start off by you know just introducing our wonderful guest. Yeah, uh, he comes all the way from Ohio. He's actually my very own agent. He represents the next level agency. I just want to introduce John Podkaliski. How you doing today? Hey, hey what's going on, Lamarcus? Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, greatly appreciated. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just kind of want to start off by just just letting the people get to know you a little bit. So, can you just describe your um your your livelihood growing up to becoming this uh like this boss this boss that you done became basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, thanks for that uh, grand introduction to that. Uh, I, I take that very prideful uh, that, that you say that. So uh, it's been an interesting path. You know, you talk about going through the whole life, getting to this point uh, of where we're at in present day. Uh, it's a lot of just living and learning. You know, that's kind of maybe what I can extend to you guys. Uh, you know, the younger upcoming generation is just embrace the uh, of living ups and downs, you know, those, uh, those peaks and valleys, you know, uh, uh, I faced a lot of them, you know, just like, uh, you know, everybody does. Um, sometimes I think I get a little more on my plate than usual, especially the last several years of my life. But um, I'm actually grateful for those times of struggle because that's ultimately what builds the most character in you. When you start to see that value, things become a little bit easier in life when you start to look at those negative aspects and you retrain your mind to look at them as positive things because those are the moments that allow for the greatest growth in you. So how can't you be you know, most grateful for those? So my path has kind of been an interesting one. Um, so, Jan, if you don't mind me asking, what is it 
that interests you in football in particular? Well, growing up, always been a sports fan. Uh, I know coming from Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> being a longtime Browns fan has been a, a very torturous one up until <laughs> the last few years. So I, I you know, grew up a, a sports fan of, of everything. I was a former athlete myself. So it was literally, you know, schoolwork and sports. You know, that was my whole life, you know, hood. So anytime there was any type of sit down dinner, you know, hey, how was your day? How was school? And then we went into talking sports or I was practicing and, you know, uh, things of that nature. So being, I guess, around it and growing up, like all of us, you know, young, young people do, you know, in this world around sports, it just becomes a part of you. Uh, and the more that I started to kind of get, uh, you know, older and kind of more refined in my thinking, you start to, you know, open up to see things for, you know, the greater value of what they are. Um, so a lot of that, uh, you know, uh, it's just been kind of just a long love. I think it's just, you know, I was born that way, you know, it just kind of bred that way. If I had to maybe sum it up. Awesome. Um, so what did you play football growing up or was it another sport that you, you partook in? I, well, primarily because of uh, a couple of knee injuries, uh, I didn't play football through high school. Uh, basketball, baseball were my kind of bread and butter. Uh, I wasn't built with the physical attributes as my boy LaMarcus. <laughs> so, you know, we had to utilize the uh, talents, you know, on the baseball field and on the basketball court uh, as well. But, you know, that just didn't, uh, you know, that those sports injuries that, you know, ended my football career didn't you know, take away any love I had for the game, you know, uh, if anything, it made me appreciate that a little bit more, you know. That's cool that you say that, uh, you know, growing up that you're interested in all this. So can you tell us some uh, pros and cons of managing Marcus? Like, what is he, what is he bad at? What is he good at? What's he, what, what does he do? Like, you know, annoyingly, you know? <laughs> we want the bird. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 putting the Marcus on the spot here. No, it, it, he has been a blessing to work with guys. You have to understand uh, my paternal instinct for this agency isn't just represent any athlete on the planet. You know, there's paternal instincts that come into making sure that we can empower the right athletes to achieve their goals, you know, and we often, you know, we realize more than, you know, probably a lot of other agencies, small ones, medium ones, and as well as even some of the bigger ones, it doesn't just end with, you know, on the field or on the court. You know, it's about, you know, running the parallel with what are you going to do after football? You know, because eventually, you know, God tells us uh, as athletes at some point in our life that, hey, time to hang up the cleats, time to put the gloves down. It's, it's time to move on with your life. And, you know, having that uh, paternal instinct in that to kind of extend an athlete's career, you know, post, you know, uh, you know, post play. And, you know, LaMarcus was one of those, you know, when we first, you know, met and got to, you know, learn each other, you know, through my vetting process of just kind of casual conversation and getting to really kind of know somebody, started to see that there was a lot of fire uh, behind him, you know, so, uh, and obviously his aspirations and goals, which he's constantly achieving, you know, I think is going to, you know, kind of run a true parallel once he gets back on the field here in a few months, you know, so it's kind of hard to critique somebody that really doesn't have anything to critique. Um, unbelievably professional. Uh, every single time we, we talk, 
um, very motivational. One thing he knows I'm going to say this, but I, and I've even talked to, you know, coaches, I've talked to former people that have trained to work with Marcus, FCF, all these guys that, that know him. I don't think we've ever seen him not smiling. I don't know if you guys have, does he ever not smile? Maybe in class? Smiling time, right now. He's, oh, if you could see his face. Right but that's, <laughs> that's the thing is, is he's, he's infectious. So when we start to look at that, not only from player standpoint, we start to look at post-career abilities and what, you know, what he may be able to achieve, you know, uh, you know, in terms of his brand, it's infectious. And he's got, you know, great, you know, motivation behind him. So this is almost something that the world needs to see this. They need to kind of be, in, 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 you know, infected by him in that smile and the positivity he brings. Because, come on, guys, we know we live in just such a negative world nowadays that, you know, it's very rare that you come across people that truly have that God-given gift just to change somebody's just well-being by just being around them. LaMarcus is that guy. And we looked at that as, man, if we can continue to evolve that athlete on and off the field, he's going to achieve things that he probably never even thought were in his dreams. And that's what we just like to be a part of. I guess you could say you really take them to the next level. <laughs> that is essentially, that's why we love, we love the, you know, the, 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 the company name, because that's what it is about. It's creating the next level of athlete. The next level athlete values and runs a parallel with what they're doing on the field as when they're in their athletic endeavors, but also knowing and valuing the understanding that there is a parallel that could be run off the field in terms of business relations, whether it's brand building, whether even if it's just a matter of, hey, LaMarcus, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. You're going to want to cultivate that relationship over the next handful of years because this individual is going to be your investor into your future. He's going to be somebody that's going to help you out if you ever need, you know, monetary or capital investment for, you know, uh, a trading facility or something that you would look post post career. So we tried to make sure that, you know, we, we make sure our athletes evolve in a professional way of what we consider the next wave of athlete. You know, it's, it's almost like creating a generation of individuals that value this the most, because a lot of times, you know, uh, guys like LaMarcus will put. 99.9% of their effort into playing and training and everything. And when eventually that's gone, they kind of are left there with nothing and no direction. So we want to make sure that, you know, guys such as LaMarcus and the rest of our clients can seamlessly transition into that, you know, life after the game. I just, I, <laughs> you got me like, you got me already motivated to get up and go out and run routes right now. Again, <laughs> like I just want to go ahead and just say, like thank you for uh thank you like that that really that really you know you you don't understand the amount of like what words can do well you probably do understand so words can really can really push somebody to become like to to be better than you know to be better than what they even thought they could be and so for you to say those kind of words it kind of it it keeps me motivated if that to say the least i just i just thought i should just say thank you for that like i appreciate that yeah, absolutely. You make it easy, though, Marcus. So it's kind of like the pleasure is all mine. You make it easy, you know, um, because of who you are, what you represent, what you're trying to do, what you're going to continue to accomplish. You know, we look at, at, at you entering in, the, you know, season 2.0 FCF here coming up as 
oh, this is this this is going to be fun. This is going to be something that's going to really take you to the next level, you know. So we're just glad to be a part of it. I'm very fortunate to you know be able to represent you and you know all your business endeavors and that uh, you know uh, we continue to release to all your friends and family and all your fans out there and the the hopefully plethora of new fans that are going to come about. Uh, you know, with the the new season coming up. So, no, LaMarcus, you make it easy. So, the pleasure is all mine, my good friend. Hey, John. Hi, Ice Young here. Another sports guy, fan like you. Uh, I just want to ask you, how you thought about uh, becoming an agent? It's a tough world. How did I How did I become an agent? You kind of <laughs> just jumped in the water. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of wild. It's almost like um, I, I grew up fortunate to have friends that have made it to the highest of professional levels, especially in football throughout my life. You know, even back when I was in high school, uh, you know, some friends, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, high school kids had went on, you know, one, you know, got a close friend went to Howe State University and then made it, you know, six, seven years in the NFL with Detroit Lions you know, uh, you know, amazing guy. So it's just kind of having those people always around me in my circle and eventually kind of getting to that point of just kind of just evolving and growing and, and just age, you know, getting to the point and understanding business to the level of where, you know, these former players are saying, hey, there's, a, there's, there's thousands of guys out there that are trying that need professional guidance and they, they don't have it. You know, it's like, you know, all agents and, 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 and agencies, they're focused on top 10 draft picks. And if you aren't one of those, you're irrelevant. So what I started to do is I started to kind of dig into that and in kind of my spare time and my own due diligence. And, you know, a lot of that stuff really kept me up at night because I continued to come, you know, about players that were struggling at kind of have lost everything because they put every egg in the basket of trying to make it that they've isolated so much, you know, else in their life, whether it's their, their professional type of career with, with, with what they're trying to do for work or whether it's, you know, family issues, or if they have a girlfriend or spouse or, you know, so, so much. So a lot of these things that I kept kind of coming across started to keep me up at night, you know uh, you know, the good instinct of a good owner is the things that keep you up at night are ultimately the things that you correct that make your business grow. So I kind of kept looking at that and, you know, um, some personal health issues that I had kind of started to encounter at that point in my life kind of almost gave me a real hard direction shift of what is my purpose here? You know, if I was to leave tomorrow, what does my resume to God look like? And I got to the point of saying, it's great, but it could be better. And what I started to find out was, you know what, I need to provide the business intellect that I bring from a business standpoint, my business mentality, I need to incorporate that with my passion for sports, but my overall parental instinct that somebody needs to help, you know, these athletes, help them accomplish it, help them evolve and grow as professionals, as young men and look out for them because other agencies simply just aren't doing that. So exactly. it kind of just happened. It kind of just happened. It was like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, when a lot of your, you know, ex-professional athletes say you need to be doing this, you kind of, like I said, you just jump in the water. And I consider myself a king when it comes to relationship building. So I started to build relationships and kind of, you know, network and build, you know, uh, you know, a good established network of individuals that says, you know what, 
this is the right thing to do for these individuals. So we launched the Next Level Athlete, and we are managing athletes and helping these young men evolve in their sports careers as well as other business endeavors. You know, and I always tell Marcus, and he knows I'm going to say this, <laughs> but I look you know, forward to when he does retire because that leaves such a, a open universe of possibility and opportunity that just simply – no sport can just provide. I know that from being in the business world for many years, you know, so, you know, he knows that, you know, I love him playing, love getting the opportunities, watching him do his thing, but he knows I'm just as excited for the, you know, the future of when he does, you know, eventually have to retire from the game of, oh, that's when the fun starts. That's when we get to really create and grow and, you know, create revenue streams and really build a future that, you know, uh, him as well as I and the agency can be proud of. That's, that's absolutely amazing. I'm, this, this is Alex here. I'm so glad that you spoke a little bit about your business perspective. And mm -hmm. all of us um, f future business owners, I, one, of the, one of the things I want to ask about, something that I'm always, I really value is the contacts a professional like yourself has within your field. How do you prioritize the contacts you have and how do you make sure you're keeping them and, keep, and nourishing that relationship? Well, that goes hand in hand with, you know, uh, I am 41 years old. So it's kind of like, you know, man, I got to that old age now going, wow, I get to sound like an old guy when I say, hey, I've been around a while, you know, I've seen a lot of things. So, you know, uh, I do consider myself a professional when it comes to relationship building, because I understand the nuance and what needs to go into something of that nature to cultivate it for its, you know, its general purpose, you know, so you know, kind of prioritizing contacts. I don't know if I would maybe say prioritizing contacts because I'm so good with keeping up with the valid contacts that we have, uh, you know, that, that, that are gonna pay dividends in the future. You know, um, it's like cultivating a plant and eventually you're gonna reap the rewards and benefits. And if you can have that mentality as you go into any conversation with anybody you encounter in your industry, you look at them as an asset into the future. You know, it's like, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So I know as I cultivate those relationships, they may not be playing dividends now, but I trust and have faith in the future that those will come back around. You know, it's almost like you got to establish a relationship, cultivate it with validation and proof. And then once that's there, you know, it does unlock and open windows for that. So as you know, you guys are aspiring business owners, make sure that as you correlate within your industry, you have something in the back of your minds that says these individuals that I'm talking to, no matter what it is, if it's a lecture or a run-in or a meet you conversation, you still want to look at them as an additional value somewhere down the road. This is why it's easy for me to remain constantly professional because I go out into the world and I look at everything as opportunity that becomes, you know, so well ingrained in me and my, just my Catholic upbringing of, you go out and you, you, you kind of seek how to help the world or people, you know, as you start to become more perceptive to that. Now, all of a sudden you're looking for, wow, the little old lady that may need help at the supermarket, putting stuff in her car, you become more empathetic. You're more open and conducive of those things. Well, same thing goes with conversation. You know, you can learn a lot by cultivating a good conversation because it's a very simple plan of the value is going to create itself. And if two smart individuals can notice that value, they'll compound that value into something beautiful. 
So like if there'd be something I could give to you guys as aspiring business owners is, you know, uh, master the art of, you know, what, what they label as networking. I call it relationship building because what you're doing is you're putting in and building a relationship because somewhere in that relationship, you and that other person are going to help each other somewhere down the line. So this way, it's easy for me to always look at every individual that I speak with as opportunity. There may not be that opportunity right then and there in that minute, but I know somewhere in the course of life, there is plenty of opportunity that will circle back around. Awesome, John. Thank you for that. I, Absolutely. It's Danny here, by the way. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you, so you know, in chiropractic school, we learn a lot about business and, you know, mm -hmm. essentially like you're saying relationships, whether you're, uh, whether you're managing athletes or you're the chiropractor who's, you know, managing your patients and bringing yes. them back to health, you know, it's, it, it's essentially, it's all the same because it's people, it's interrelation, uh, it's mm -hmm. inner, it's interpersonal relationships with these people, you know, where we're mm -hmm. communicating our passion to those and they're receiving us and providing the same passion to, to us about their health. And in your case, yeah. you're receiving the athlete and you're, you're providing the pat your passion for sports as we provide our passion, <clears throat> as they provide their passion for the sport as well. So mm -hmm. I guess my next question would be is, what advice do you have for, let's say, whether it's, let's say, I don't want to be a sport agent, but as a chiropractor, you know, what advice would you give for somebody who wants to, you know, work on their personal relationships with others and, you know, get into the networking and get into talking to people and going to events and doing screenings and stuff like that? You start to, I think maybe the, the, the first thing you got to adopt is just the hunger for opportunity. Like I, I say, you know, on that last question, uh, you know, I started to allude to you look at individuals as opportunity to provide value, you know, so if you're looking to provide value, that other person should be giving value as well. So in terms of relationship building, you're always going to look to provide value first and foremost. Now, that could be just a simple value added conversation or something, you know, that is you know, hard or concrete of value. You know, so you always have to kind of go in with giving value first. Now, in terms of a brand new meeting or conversation with potential clients or anything, it's easy to establish that when you just show the personal side of yourself, when you in-depth themselves. In your type of industry, you have such direct interaction because you're, you're helping those individuals. So an empathetic nature is what I think should lead first. And with an empathetic nature, it just makes it, you know, easier to go into those situations and looking at what value am I providing you? And as you start to cultivate that relationship, that person gains that value. And if they're truly a valuable asset and will be a valuable asset, you will seek that value in return. It is a simple platform of just a value compounding effect. You know, it's uh, it, it's no different on, you know, like a podcast like this. We can hop on, we can discuss we could talk about motivational stuff, but, you know, there are things that will take us down different paths because the value is controlling us. The value of the conversation is in control. So you have to look at if I can establish a new connection, where can I provide the value initially? And if initially the very base minimum of providing value is just being polite and friendly and listening. 
that is probably probably the greatest asset that anybody can have in the world is to kind of, you know, listen more than speak. <laughs> you know, I often run that fine line because I do talk a lot. Um, you know, that's just, you know, blame it on the personality. But um, I think maybe that would be probably a way to, way to sum that up is to go into any of those situations with how can I bring value first and foremost? And even if it's at bare minimum of just being a respectful listener, that's value in and of itself. And that will create additional value as your interaction with that individual will, will, will transpire and take place. I really like the fact that you said um, you have to be personable and you have to show you before you even go speak, you have to know or uh, like show your value basically. And so yeah. this, it, it kind of, that's the reason why I chose this agency, if that makes sense. I um, went and, you know, went and talked to a couple on different other agencies and stuff like that, but you, you actually showed empathy and you showed that mm-hmm. you was personable. You showed that you was a human being and you showed that other people yep. were humans as well. Like you, you didn't just, you just, you didn't just come out and just start talking and and just started going straight to statistics or it didn't go straight to name dropping and stuff like that. You actually sat down, had a nice conversation with me, and we talked like we were mm-hmm. we talked like we were humans, like we were men, just having a nice mm-hmm. conversation. And that's what mm-hmm. I that's what I really respected more than anything. And so that's you know that's what that's what I feel like could be that was real, real good as being a business owner as uh, far as like, mm-hmm. being, you know, being a chiropractic business owner or just being a business owner, like in general, in any, in any avenue that you, that you want to pursue. And so um, I also have a question as well, um, because mm-hmm. I actually, I actually recovered from, um, from my injury by actually going to see a chiropractor on um, my junior year of my college of my college season. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. just want to ask you, like, you know, I just want to ask you a little bit about your injuries. Have you ever seen a chiropractor? I have seen a chiropractor a couple times in my life. And um, I remember the very first time <laughs> that I've never did it, but, you know, people have always said, you know, obviously, you know, ex-athlete, heart of the body, later in life, you know, you eventually start getting issues. And it was like, all right, you know, it, it's, time to maybe try this, you know, uh, uh, you know, my wife at the time, uh, ex-wife now, you know, it says, Hey, I'm setting up, you're going to go, you know, somebody locally in my area, it was recommended. All right, I'm going to go give this a try. And I was a little skeptical, you know, and then it was like, wow. After I remember walking on and I was like, wow, I never felt my body as free as it felt, <laughs> you know, it was like limber. You know, the only thing I will say though, is, is the recovery, you know, especially the first time, you know, uh, uh, you know, especially probably for where, you know, uh, you know, some of my stuff was probably positioned and at from the many years of, of beating of, of, of child and youth sports. And then the many years of, you know, once I got old enough was playing men's softball for many years and traveling and, and playing games so it was the recovery for me that was actually tough the next day the first time but obviously the more I went the body started to adjust to that but um you know yeah it's uh it definitely kind of was like a whole change I just remember that very first moment of like oh wow like (laughs) like I put a new body on my back bones everything felt uh finally in place you know that was probably not sitting right for many 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 years that's dope. That's dope. John, I got a question. Oh, it's more uh, asking you for a fit for us. Now, you see, I care about car factory. You know, we are going to have our business and you're a business owner. What's your tip for us with like budgeting those first years? Because 
we're not gonna see too much patience. You know, the, the pressure is gonna be tough for us. Well, a, a, a little hard to understand if you can uh, just maybe rephrase the question. Uh, it's a little easier to understand. So his question was, how, how would you advise into starting a business? Because one of the things is budgeting the business. And budgeting the business and stuff like that. Because, you know, that's some of the stuff that we're faced with in school is like, you know, do you want to start working for a big company? Like, I, I'm sure when you started, like when you started, you know, representing athletes, your thoughts might have been, do I want to work for a big agency? Do I want to, what kind of agency do I want to work with? Do I want to be an associate in that agency? And it's kind of similar to how chiropractic is. So it's like, do, as chiropractors, do we want to work with a big company and do an associateship? Do we want to specialize in a certain, in a certain realm? Do we want to start our own business straight off the bat and, you know, work, work from the ground up, what it, you know, or go into, go into a completely different realm with that degree. So kind of similarly to how you did with, you know, next level athlete, we kind of wanted to see, you know, where, what advice would you have yeah. as far as like budgeting okay. goes and starting the business and stuff like gotcha. that? Well, the beauty of it is, is you're never going to be in the place that you start. So you have to always keep that in mind. So a lot of times, you know, uh, any college student, any realm that's going into anything of, you know, I don't care if you're creating widgets and you want to do it on your own. You know, you have to have the mentality that, that uh, you know, I am, I, I'm, I, the, the, the opportunity is kind of so open right now to where instead of kind of trying to come out of the gate with a hard plan, you have to let things evolve. Because any given moment, opportunity is presented. So it's almost like, and this goes back to my days of running the Next Level Talent Group, which, uh, you know, we were a, a executive staffing company for, you know, global businesses, you know, Fortune 500 companies, you know, loco located globally, you know, helping businesses find their talent. You know, that's what helped direct correlated me with finding athletic talent and represent is, you know, my bread and butter, my, my, my pretty much my whole entire life. And then, you know, growing, you know, the first business I had before, uh, you know, uh, you know, that one was was given off and, and the new business was started. You know, you have to kind of go into it saying that every any step I make is going to be the right one as long as it's forward. You know, so if you run into an opportunity that that you have the ability to join a bigger company for the experience, you have to be able to look down the road and say that's going to be pivotal two years from now. Is this a good investment now? And if you can look at that and you can value, you know, everything else in your life and say, look, right now for me to make this step to this big company is going to pay dividends down the road. Okay, that's having a career projection. So if we start to have a career projection that this opportunity, A, is going to have me well set up two, three years down the road, then not taking this opportunity, you're going to probably want to take that opportunity. See, the beauty of starting a business is you're never going to be in the place you start. You're going to evolve and grow. And it only happens as life evolves around you, as opportunity comes and goes, as those things are presented to you. So a lot of times I think too many college kids come out in these realms of, all right, I, well, how do I start it? What's the right move? What do I do first? take the first step anywhere, <laughs> you're going to evolve. And that's the beauty of it. But make sure that that first step is calculated. Like I said, you look at opportunity that is presented at that given time. Does that opportunity offer a benefit to the future? And if it does, then look at that opportunity hard. 
And if that opportunity doesn't offer a benefit, then don't look at that opportunity. But it's very vague to say which is the right thing to do because each and every one of you guys are gonna be doing the same thing. The funny thing is, is all you guys right now sitting around that table are gonna be competitors in the same industry. And that's okay because each of you guys are gonna take that first step on a completely different path. But as long as you guys remain friends, and close work associates, you guys will evolve each of your businesses into its own entity. Do you see? Because what works for one may not work for the other. You know, uh, you know, one of you guys may go to the big company and one of you guys may go and start to do some stuff on your own. But if you guys remain a good motivational, positive circle of friends and, and business associates at that point, you guys will help evolve each other into your own entity. So that's probably my greatest advice to give you in that. I just, wow. I just want to say thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that advice because it really, it really means a lot, especially, especially coming like, because we always aspire to be the best business owners that we can be, aspire to be the best yeah. person we could be, not just chiropractors, just just people in life. We, we want to be the best. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on this podcast. And we're going to have to do this again. I just, you know, we got to do a part two because we, we didn't get down to the nitty gritty. But I really appreciate appreciate you coming on. Well, absolutely. You know, uh, like I said, whenever, you know, the, the months and months ago, as we talked about, all right, LaMarcus, jump in, doing a podcast. Let's, you know, create the brand for yourself, who you are, what you're about. You know, we always talk about, hey, you know, eventually I'll jump on one of these with you guys and, you know, give you guys some good value that I think, you know, that I can bring to the table, you know, because it's all about, you know, having everybody, you know, move forward in a positive manner. So, like I said, there's no different than, what we're creating here at the next level athlete is a circle conducive of success. And it's no different to that old adage is show me your peers. I'll show you your future. So that's like I said, as each of you guys evolve, and I kind of want to leave this with you gentlemen, as well as the other listeners that, uh, you know, that you guys have that are in your industry, that each of you guys are going to support each other as you grow. So don't put too much stress on what is going to be the first step. Do I want to come out of the gate this way? No, the point is you just want to come out of the gate. And if each and every one of you are providing good value to each other and being supportive, the same way we do it here at the next level athlete in the sports industry is creating a circle that we could be supportive of each other and we can evolve together. Trust me, you guys, each and every one of you guys will achieve every one of your dreams. Most of you guys will achieve dreams that you never even thought because eventually a bigger dream is going to evolve as you evolve. So that's kind of what I can maybe leave you guys as well as your listeners with is, um, you know, don't be afraid to just take that first step because they're all the right step. That's the beauty of starting something, uh, a business of any endeavor is that first step is just the crucial one. As soon as you take that first step, you're going to evolve. You know, LaMarcus knows if you keep it liquid, it's going to be free flowing and you're going to evolve beautifully. Yes, right, LaMarcus? You know, sir. you you. It's all about keeping it liquid, right? Yes, sir. And I just wanted to basically give a shout out to our boy Ryan. He wasn't able to make it to this podcast, but I just want he would he would have definitely enjoyed those words. Exactly. Like, but I just want to say thank you again. And y'all heard it here first. He left y'all with a beautiful, beautiful quote. 
We out. Later. Peace. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. Good night.